0: We would never want them, another person that we care about, to talk like that to themselves. If directly asked, if we would want that, of course, we would say never. But in a moment's notice, so many people would say, oh, but me on the other hand, like, wow, I don't deserve Mm -hmm, this or mm -hmm, that or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever it may be.
1: It's not treat others like you would treat yourself. It's treat yourself like you would treat others. (laughs) The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Civil 7 Says. I'm Eric Osborne. And I'm Courtney Rose. This episode, we're talking about birthday celebrations. Why are we talking about birthday celebrations in this episode, Courtney?
0: <laughs> maybe because, I mean, just a wild you know, guess, putting it out there. I mean, it was your birthday this past weekend, so maybe... That, that inspired to talk it. About. I think that inspired <laughs> it. How, how is it relevant
1: <laughs> to, you know, wellness and psychedelics?
0: <laughs> and what does, what does this have to do with lifestyle? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, celebrating life. When do we do that? Should we do that? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, that a problem? Is that, you know, is that keeping us humble enough? You know, uh, if we celebrate... Does that mean we're humble servants of God? Whoa.
1: Whoa. <laughs> or? Are we what? selfish, greedy, wanting of <laughs> gifts and cake, decadence, debauchery?
0: I, you know, what would Jesus do is really what I come back to. <laughs> what? WWJD, baby. I guess he'd baby. make his
1: birthday into a holiday. I don't know. Hell yeah,
0: he would. He'd celebrate the shit out of it.
1: <sighs> yeah, well. It's been a challenge for me, as you'll hear in this episode, and well, this year, (laughs) uh, wasn't a whole lot different. started out really good, and there were some really rocky points. I kind of came to think last night that maybe I should get back off of the birthday celebrating just because, I don't know, things just got a little wonky there at the end. (laughs) What do you think?
0: I'm personally, you know, after this third year of officially celebrating your birthday um, <laughs> and seeing the interesting cycle uh-huh. uh, of events that occurs on your birthday time, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to next year.
1: Well, honestly, you know, it's like honestly, you, I know because like you said. I mean, I'm still looking forward to the positives from this one, like you said <laughs> last night that the last. You know, two birthdays that seem to have, uh, I don't know, be- became problematic towards the uh, towards the end there. Uh, not, I mean, I won't get into what happened in all these instances, but, you know, it's just like things don't go as you plan. And sometimes they go very, very differently than you plan and hope. But as we've seen, all of those instances, or at least the last two, have turned out to... Be for the better. And I'm with you, hoping that this one also uh, presents us with the flip side soon.
0: Yeah, it has to.
1: There's always a balance.
0: That's right. So I really hope you're listening. I hope you enjoy this episode and. Uh, are able to use it as an opportunity to reflect on your own viewpoint on celebrating life in general. It's deeply conditioned
1: in a lot of us. You know, some people will celebrate their birthdays for a week. Some people don't celebrate their birthdays at all. Some people find a happy medium. I will say that the birthdays over the last three years have gotten less traumatic. So it seems like we're going on a good trend in that respect. Uh, but anyway, I did have a really, really nice time with you on the Friday and <laughs> the Saturday morning and up into the evening, and I feel like everything that kind of came there towards the end uh, really is contributing to our growth and further connection, as has been the case. And I hope that you listeners out there, well, can always find the silver lining, because there is one.
0: Wow, Everybody's going to be wondering what happened on your birthday. Uh, That's for the inner circle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know how many people will hear about this one. But anyway, uh, it was one to be remembered. Please do like and share our content. We've got stuff going on video. We've got stuff going on audio. We've got blogs on the Sanctuary website. We've just got all kinds of wonderful information around psychedelics and healthy, healthy living for you to consume and share. Also, please, 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 as a belated birthday present to me, go on your podcast platform of choice and give us a five-star rating. Okay? Yeah,
0: we share our five-star ratings uh, on our social media page. So, And in particular, you can
1: look the f- ones that give a written review. Yes. The ones that say,
0: Oh, Eric and Courtney, they're the smartest,
1: they're the best, they're the (laughs) coolest. I wish I could be like them. Just kidding. There's none out there, and I don't want that to be a review. I want to really hear. I know. I really want to hear what people think. I want to hear what you like, and I also want to hear what you think could be improved. Uh, But... Five stars. Super important. (laughs) Even if there's a lot of improvements
0: to be made. (laughs) Also, uh, you can view this episode if you're listening right now. You can switch over to YouTube and see this one on video. So check that out if you want to. Even make a comment uh, to disrupt all the bots that seem to be getting on our YouTube page and trying to sell drugs, uh, which is quite irritating. But... Help us out. Overpower, those oh, comments overpower on YouTube. the bots. Overpower the bots. Enjoy. All right, thanks. I'm very, very grateful that you are stepping into this excitement around your birthday. Maybe I wouldn't say excitement yet. That's it's, a yeah, little much. It's a bit, no. Yeah.
1: By the time I get to 50, maybe it'll be excitement.
0: It's more just like a, an openness <laughs> and allowing to allowing
1: myself to acknowledge that I was born on this day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. Birthdays. What's
1: first of all, can we just say, Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of 4-7 <laughs> <"Pool Simon> Says.
0: <laughs> Are we uh, still doing that?
1: No, that's right. We're not.
0: Really. <laughs> Damn. Well, first, I want to say, oh. I'm really, really, really glad you were born. And um, thanks. Yes. You're welcome, and thank you for being born onto this earth. I love yeah. you so much, and the world is such a better place with you as a part of it. This world, I appreciate that, and all the worlds, I think, the universe. You know
1: that. Oh, everything that goes along with that is kind of part of this conversation that I had hoped we could have. Um, you know, as I mentioned to you right before we got started. And in my perspective, this is really a conversation about self worth because I have not felt like I deserved to be celebrated for uh, the majority of my life. Yeah. Uh, That was something that I grew up with. You know, I grew up in a household where it was really um, diminished. Birthdays were diminished. Nothing to be excited over. If you get a present, you're lucky. I don't remember. I remember one birthday party I had, and I think that's only because I saw some photos of it. I don't remember any special birthday cake. I don't remember any special gifts. I only remember a couple of gifts that I ever even got as a kid. So, you know, part of the bigger conversation here is really allowing myself and us to acknowledge our worth and value, and I am able to more (laughs) so because of people like yourself and because of... Um, You know, even Connor helping with this podcast and, and the people who have helped with Sanctuary and the people that have come from our MyGo community that are now part of Sanctuary community. Uh, even that conversation we just had interviewing mm-hmm. for the minister program, you know, the kind words that the individual who has known us for, I don't know, three or four years now had to say was really valuable, helpful, and Reminding me that, yes, you do matter. You do add value. Because, you know, in my struggles with depression, that has been one of the overriding themes is that you don't matter. No matter how much you think you do to help the world or individuals, the world might be better off without you. So your Mm -hmm. history is different. You have a a very different uh, experience around birthdays.
0: Yeah, and also just a notable before I share my experiences, we have a really good friend who today is um, her 19-year-old daughter's birthday, and it's the first time that her daughter is celebrating her birthday in her life. So it's really interesting to me that—so our friend was telling me this morning that she is— So excited to give this, help her daughter celebrate her birthday, have a party for the first time. And the origins of that uh, is really that her father, um, her daughter's father, they're no no longer together, our friend and her daughter's father. Um, He's still a practicing Mormon. Uh, but Mm. her daughter left, decided to leave the church, the Mormon church last year, I believe. So that's why this is the first time she has like allowed herself to have a birthday party. Mormons don't have birthday parties?
1: No, Um, they don't celebrate. A lot of it for me is religious baggage as well. You know, Catholic church just told you you're a sinner. You're going to hell. You were born a sinner. You get some water splashed on your head when you're a baby that hopefully if you die within the next couple of years, that'll get you into heaven. But after that, it's up to you. And odds are you're not going to do good enough. You're going to have to end up in purgatory and pay off debts for thousands of years before you can enter into heaven. so there are subcultures within the larger American culture anyway that really devalue the individual, particularly in comparison to this idea of God or divinity.
0: That is so hard for me to... Wrap my brain around, I think, due in large part to the fact that I am so fortunate in my upbringing and that my parents celebrated me mm-hmm. as an individual for, I mean, since I was born. Well, I mean, like, entire been,
1: arenas celebrated you as an individual Huh? And, and you're skating and you're all oh, like arenas? clapping. And, well, <laughs> and this all is this clapping. a skating arena, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of that. I had coaches, Mm -hmm. um, many coaches that that was a big part of that part of my life was cheerleading and like coaching, like celebrating successes and failures and all of it. Mm -hmm. And so it is, God, it's like sad isn't even put a word to... The feeling that I feel when I hear stories like what you just shared about your upbringing and our friend's daughter mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. oh my gosh like we are here together therefore we all need each other need each other and we were placed here by who? our creator whatever you want to call that however you see that and so why would our Creator place us here if our Creator did not need us to exist and be?
1: Because you were born at you were born in sin and you will die in <laughs> sin. <laughs> that
0: and makes so much sense. It's a oh, okay. long, got it, got hard got
1: slog between. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I do, like don't get me wrong.
1: I do think I do feel that there is value in humil- humility. Of course, right? Like, no matter. What we do in this world, like Jeff Bezos, will one day be dead and gone, and in however long, everyone will have forgotten about him. But that doesn't mean that we've got to ultimately diminish and devalue ourselves while we're here. Because, you know, it's like I've been thinking and saying today, like, you and the kids are the greatest gift in my life. And so... I know that I'm a gift to you and to them. So, why not allow that to be celebrated?
0: Yeah. And so, taking the perspective of, say, Catholicism, I'd rather not, but okay. Just just say, just (laughs) the irony in this, I think, is something special. Um, that Catholics will celebrate uh, and Mormons celebrate Jesus and Jesus's birthday like Christmas?
1: I don't think Mormons do Christmas thing anyway,
0: they don't do go, anyway, Christmas either I don't
1: I don't think so but anyway
0: yeah I don't know yeah. nearly enough about Mormonism yes, so let's ahead. just stick with the Catholic yeah or Christianity um, in general okay sure example Catholics will celebrate Jesus's birthday mm-hmm. like like it's Mm. Like a requirement to keep breathing, like Mm. Jesus all the way. Well, not just that. I mean, there's
1: feast days for all these saints. And and all the saints and everything. and all
0: that. But won't celebrate. I'm not saying all Catholics don't celebrate birthdays, but it is like the, it's a common theme of Catholicism to, as you said, like be constantly reminded that you're born in sin and like all those self-degrading things um, that make you less than your saint that you're worshiping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but like would in this idea of Jesus um, and everything that Jesus has been made out to be, would Jesus, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus say, don't celebrate yourself?
1: I think he'd probably turn the water into wine (sighs) and say, let's
0: have a party. Let's. It's percussed words. <laughs> I don't know, kids. I don't Jesus know. would probably whisper the f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a fucking party. Jesus would hand out psychedelics at all of our birthday parties. I he would bring mean, them, potentially, maybe yeah, if he'd he had turn access. Turn a
1: portabella into a psilocybin mushroom. Yeah. Well, I think bringing the uh, character of Jesus into the conversation puts a whole different twist on it. If. We consider the real, true message of Christ, which is we all are Christ. We all have the "I am" that I am exactly. within us,
0: exactly. And part of like,
1: like I'm, I'm kind of going through my list of excuses and stories that I've told myself over the years to try and continually deprogram that. Because one, one of the things that I have told myself is, birthday is no different than any other day. You should celebrate every day like it's your birthday. And I think that I think that's true, but the reality is is that I haven't, right? I've, I've not, and I would, I will, you know, can't do every day like your birthday, but to celebrate every day as a new day of opportunity to bring that spirit of love and unity into the world is can be a very real consideration. Uh, but you know, I, I I know I know it's just been me devaluing myself and and having kids like this is where I feel like the majority of it comes from. My family anyway was that you know that poor Irish um, immigrants. You have to work hard, slave away, so that you can die in poverty. You know. My grandparents came through the depression, really tough in here in the area where they were. My father was raised in a family of 12 children, my mother was raised in a family of 9 children. There wasn't there wasn't the resources to celebrate a birthday. And I think rather than changing their frame of reference, they just kind of perpetuated the same belief system, which is what I don't want to do. And Hope that that's what humanity and life itself does: it tries to evolve and change perspective and gain greater clarity. And it also just kind of reverberates into the daily perspective that life is a struggle. And that's another kind of concept that I'm really trying to reframe, rewire within my my brain because I know that it not only does everyday not have to be a struggle everyday is actually supposed to be a joyful finding finding and acknowledging the potential to, find, to have joy every day and this is a lot of what we study in you know the Abraham Hicks teachings and all you know the Bashar and all that it's just you know follow your excitement follow your joy follow your bliss which the perspective that has been for a very long time, particularly within my lineage, I know uh, is suffer, struggle, work hard every day. Sucks, and one day you'll be lucky enough to die.
0: God, that is so <laughs> like it's so depressing. But maybe to like bring it up a notch, um, <laughs> or a hundred. Uh, so you mentioned. Your ancestors, like they just didn't have the resources to celebrate their birthday. And that sounds like something they would say, like, like you think I have the ability to eat fucking cake today? Mm -hmm. Hell no. I'm just trying to like survive another night, not get, you know, decapitated by a Native American, uh, Iroquois, whatever. It's a
1: little farther back than I was thinking, but okay. Uh,
0: (laughs) Um. But it doesn't have to be like, even if we don't, even if we're in a place in our lives where we're looking at our bank account and in front of us, we have like $5 to our name or whatever, that doesn't, that is an excellent opportunity to start right there and say, I can still acknowledge that, just acknowledge that 365 days ago, was my last rotation around the sun, my full rotation around the sun. And then before that, full rotation around the sun. It's just like acknowledging our travel through this time-space reality, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just in itself, I think, is important for our growth and development in this lifetime. And to be able to track, like, mentally and spiritually our growth and Mm -hmm. acknowledge how far we've come and our intentions, like, measure up like am I where I Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. hope to be a year ago Um, it's just like another opportunity it doesn't have to be like a should thing or we have to do a cake and we have to do presents and we have to do a party and doesn't have to look like this but like it would be cool to just take the opportunity and say wow Look at me go. That's what I want for our kids. I want... Yeah,
1: that's where it starts to shift me. Why I brought up my father and their perspective is that I want to do different for my children than was done for me. You know, yes, my parents have always said, I'm glad you were born, but that was that's kind of the end of it. And, you know, I'm not the only one. I talked to a, one of our members the other day who did a, a private sacrament service and was saying the same thing, that she had never given herself permission to celebrate her birthday, and I think that that, it is something that is, maybe it's a more Midwest kind of um, experience, I don't know, like I said, these Irish Catholic, um, or, you know, just this kind of like poor Southern, we're just striving to make ends meet, that has um, generated this perspective, but, you know, Grandpa wasn't reading reading Florence Scovel Sheehan, and neville goddard they didn't have access even though it was all being written back then and there was this consciousness that was arising that you know started to have people consider that what they what they focused on they got more of you know and that's where this kind of ultimately comes to for me is like I wanna live. I wanna live a long time. I love I love life. Even when it has been really, really hard, when I've been really depressed. We were talking about this the other the other day, the friend, same same member saying, you know, there the times when I have contemplated taking my own life, it was like I wanted to live so bad that I was willing to kill myself to do it. Right? Like, I wanted to feel this life. I wanted to experience this life so much. And when you feel disconnected, cut off from life and the world, then you'll do anything to get back there, even if it is hurting yourself. That's what cutters are doing, just trying to fucking feel something,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: And, but the fact is that we can do that. We can get there without having to go through self harm to do it. You know, mm-hmm. we can. Allow ourselves to celebrate life every day, more so on your birthday if you choose to. Um, I do think I'm a special person, like no more special than anybody else necessarily, but like I've done a lot of cool shit in my lifetime. I've done a lot of cool stuff. Am I where I, you know, really want to be? No, not yet. But part of this conversation is that same conversation of allowing it to become so i had an experience last night in a meditation um you know you were talking about the other day we were talking about the microcosmic orbit and for those of you who don't know what the microcosmic orbit is i'm not going to explain it to you here but you can go look it up if you want to it's a very interesting aspect of the human experience um, but i had an experience a meditation last night where four even though I have experienced this opening of the microcosmic orbit before, there was something really different about um, the the allowing aspect. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but you know the in the traditional Chinese medicine, the TCM, the way this is described, there is the governor and the receptive. I think it's the functional channel, the mm-hmm. governor and the functional functional channel. And the governor channel goes up and it like disperses all this energy. And then the functional channel brings it back down as this receptive aspect, it's male and female. And I, for the first time ever last night, I felt a really, really powerful opening of that receptiveness. <clears throat> and I feel like it is part of the mindset that I've been bringing into today. Like, yes, I'm going to... Allow myself to accept and receive the, um, I don't know the wishes, the blessings, the, the the good cheer of others and of myself. Allow myself to more and more recognize my value and. Bottom line is like I, I've 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 helped a lot of people. I put a lot of thousands and thousands of hours into showing up for my fellow humans, um, and I hope that I get many 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 more thousands of hours to do that as well. And so, yeah, I want to celebrate that. <clears throat> I want to celebrate the community now for the first time. I, I, maybe in my life, I don't know. It's the first time in. <clears throat> My certainly my recent memory within the last like 20 years, um, that I can remember like feeling like I was actually part of a community in Jamaica and all that. I did not feel like I was part of a community. I felt like I was, you know, the one who like got everything in motion, held space for everybody else, but I was somehow separate from that. And with Sanctuary and what we've been doing here, it is very much, I am not just a uh administrator I'm a member as well which is another huge aspect that helps us perceive of our own value you know not separate from
0: mhm Are you looking for a community that allows you to authentically express and explore what it means to be human, one that honors the divinity within you and all life? Then Sanctuary may be just the community you have been looking for. Sanctuary is a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. You are invited to become a member and commune with us. Join us for a Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit dot org to become a member and find more information. Yeah, for me, what's coming up is you saying how many people you've held space for and helped. And I'm just thinking of as you come into your own power and celebration, the more people that you'll effectively give permission to, to do the same Mm -hmm. for themselves. Like we would never, well, that's not true. We, uh, your family and ancestors would disagree here, but like, I would never, even though I may be in a place of like self-loathing or whatever you want to call it, like beating up on myself for saying I'm not worthy. I would, personally wouldn't turn to my child and say those same things to my child most likely I hope not like in my worst Um, you know so that's interesting that it's so interesting when you really like step outside of that and look at that the process of how we can get this imposter syndrome with life Mm -hmm. like oh I'm in this position and I've been given this privilege of this job or this opportunity, but like, it's like, I don't belong here. I don't know why I'm here. Like Mm -hmm. whatever, but we would never turn to someone we care about and want the best for and say those same things to them. Like that is so fascinating to me that we can get that that's even a thing um, because we are, we would never want them, another person that we care about, to talk like that mm-hmm. to themselves. Mm-hmm. If directly asked, if we would want that, of course, we would say never. But in a moment's notice, so many people would say, oh, but me on the other hand, like, wow, well, I don't deserve mm-hmm. this or that or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So um, No, I mean,
1: if I saw somebody else that had done the stuff that I have done, I'd be like, that is one cool mf And I hope they're making... A bunch of money and I hope they've got a bunch of friends and I hope they get to really enjoy the fruits of their labor, you know, and that's the perspective I want to continue to apply to myself more and more and more. Treat it's not treat others like you would treat yourself. It's treat yourself like you would treat others.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? hmm Yeah, totally.
1: And even your birthday, you know, the the last birthday that you had Me throwing that party for you and decorating the house. Like, I had never done that ever. I've never put up decorations for a birthday ever. And that was a beginning of me allowing myself to celebrate. And because, you know, you have been just such an example to me in like focusing on the positive and showing people that you value them. You know, I hear you, see you tell people how much you value their. Existence a lot. I see you show love so much. You have shown me and our kids and our community so much love over the years. And it's, it has been, it, there's definitely been times that it was really uncomfortable for me. I, you know, I expressed this many times early on that going to your parents' house was so uncomfortable because y'all fucking like each other so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this. This has gotta be a you know, a charade. They can't really like each other this much. <laughs> um, you know. But you do. And that's just that's just more of what the world needs to see. It's more of what I need to see, wanna see, and wanna share. I, I want to be in a place where it's just like I don't know what's a reasonable percentage, but the vast majority of the time when I'm looking at people I want to be looking at them and conveying to them this powerful sense of value. And you know what, one of the most, God, whew, I'm gonna do some ongoing integration here, but you know there were times in, particularly it, it, it happened in Jamaica a lot, it still happens now, it still comes up to me now, um, but there were a few times, many times on retreat, where I've got 20 people around me and we've all just dosed. And you know, by like, definitely by the third dose, but usually even by the second dose, you know, you spent three or four days with people, you've got to see and hear their story. And you, you're you like, wow, this is such a wonderful person that does not love themselves. Like this is such a sweet, beautiful soul that doesn't see it in themselves. And so I would go into meditations. I can even still remember my little spot that I used to sit in. And, you know, the mushrooms would be coming on, and, and I would be just kind of praying within myself, like, how do I help this, that, these individuals see their value? How do I help these people that deserve to love themselves so much? How do I help them love themselves? And I would, you know, Often, so ridiculous how many times I went through this same thing without being able to know and immediately going into it. But I would, as I would sit there and meditate in the mushrooms, my subconscious, whatever would say to me, basically, like, you know how to teach them to love themselves, you love yourself. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, jokes on me, right? And so that, again, is coming up right now. Like when I see and meet people out, like when we go out tonight, we go out to your parents and go out wherever we do and hear with you and hear talking to the, the, those that want to listen to this conversation. Loving myself is the best, most effective way to help anybody else love themselves. Hmm. you can't bring them there instantly. It's not going to be... That's what we want very often is we want to be able to like, boom, hit somebody and say like, you deserve to be loved. You deserve to love yourself like you love other people, you know? And But understanding that it's it's a process. I accept myself in the process. That's one thing that I'm not doing that, you know, I'm sure um, Pope John Paul would really be upset that I'm not guilty <laughs> myself anymore. Um, but I'm allowing myself to... To be okay with what has, the journey that has got me to here now, that's an act of self-love that helps me to generate more of that love, you know?
0: Well, now that we have the church, we can just, you know, speak in some tongues and just smack them on the head. And, <laughs> and then there we go. There, healed. So it is, you know, pretty instant now that we have the church. Oh, man. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, that was like a full-on Hallmark card of Mm. juicy goodness. It's like Mm -hmm. these things, like we hear these things. That's so interesting to me. We hear these things like on repeat so often Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just like this special moment, perfect moment in time where it just, boom, clicks. It can be out of seemingly nowhere, like watering the yard or whatever and that's something that's
1: really been get it. Yeah, on my mind a lot lately is what is it that flips that switch where you hear the same thing over and over and then all of a sudden you're like, Damn, I get it now. Be nice to understand kind of if there's a sequence of events or a way to kind of program that and set ourselves up for it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like that repetition is well, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I uh, had a whole episode on it, like the different ways to make we that emotional. We should do
1: that episode on repetition.
0: <laughs> Maybe if we make enough episodes about it, we'll actually yeah. retain yeah. fully. We'll be actualized <laughs> in it. But we did do a whole episode, I'm pretty sure, on emotional impact, like mm-hmm. the factors of change and what goes into that. Mm-hmm. And such an important piece of Change is like the the paradigm shifting, of course, and the repetition of that. And also there needs to be an emotional impact. Mm -hmm. And it can be like repetitive over time, like pieces of emotional impact that add up, or it can be this like big event that ends up making change just like happen. Yeah. But like, I kind of imagine, I mean, it's like building a house. You stack bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks, and then boom, <laughs> you got a house. <laughs> it's like cleaning a window. You spray, 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 rub a layer off, rub a layer off. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, you got a clean got window, which just boom, comes together. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, I it, it's going to be hard for me to not touch on it uh, and especially if we record another episode after this one that talks about the other topic that we've talked about talking about uh, <laughs> um, but you know as you're talking about this emotional impact I'm thinking of my birthday last year when my own mother told me that you know basically we were she she heard our podcast where we were talking about us at the time when we were kind of exploring the polyamory, if that was going to be a life for us. And, you know, and, um, she heard that and let me know that it was evil and that there was no forgiveness and that one day she would watch me hit rock bottom and would never help me ever again. And, uh, you know, a lot of very ugly things came through on uh, my my birthday last year. And the initially it had a really profound negative impact sending me into uh, a depression, but it eventually gave way to um, kind of like the determination to value myself. Because I know that ultimately she's talking to herself, you know, Um, and I began to recognize then where the origins of my kind of self-depreciation coming from. And so that's when I started to develop a more of a conscious determination to value myself. Because I I know like the whole reason we were even exploring Polly was in an effort to be very honest and upright, you know, transparent human beings rather than kind of like working through our shadows you know, uh, under the cover of darkness. That's not where the work gets done, you know. And so it's just, yeah, it's been since then, this has been a really actually a very powerful year. I have not spoken to my mother since uh, one year ago today. Um, Which we
0: actually did a podcast pretty soon after that. Um, about, all about that. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing that happened. It's yeah. About a year so ago. it's just,
1: you know, uh, it's just been an ongoing uh, journey in uncovering my self worth. And knowing learning as well that my self-worth can't come from you, it can't come from mom, it can't come from all the people that I've helped with psilocybin or through psilocybin, it can't come from anything ultimately other than valuing the life that is within me as the same life that is within the sun or you know everything, everywhere and so uh, seeing that christ within myself if you will that god within myself and loving that not loving all the stuff that goes along with it and then loving that <clears throat> and embracing that pureness of self and celebrating that pureness of self then all you know good people come into your life and you know this is the same thing i've said with you like there was a time in my life where i was like no more bullshit relationships no more of these um, encounters that I, I use to reinforce my lack of self-worth, and it shifted, and that brought. I feel feel very confidently that that brought you into my life. So I'm hoping, and confident, I know that as I shift my perspective on my own personal value, that it will be reflected environmentally. I'll see it in. The, the friends and people that are in my surroundings. I'll see it in my life experiences. It'll show up in many different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I've tried to put myself in your mom's shoes in a way like, I mean, as myself, really more like put myself in the shoes of a mother who will one day have adult children who are making decisions that I don't understand Mm. um, which I am sure will happen Mm -hmm. and I hope that it (laughs) happens because that's a big reason I wanted to have the growth experience Mm -hmm. of being a parent, not so that my kids do everything that I expect them to do Mm -hmm. or that I think they should do. No, because that would go against how we operate as life. We, we change and we learn and Mm -hmm. we do better. And I hope that our kids challenge and feel maybe not comfortable is the word, but feel like they have permission to challenge our ways Mm -hmm. and that they can have open lines of communication with us as they're challenging how we've lived. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way that we, not the only way, but that is a big way that we as parents to them will exponentially grow. If we can invite them to do that and say, you know, like... You see things this way. I don't get it, but that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things we don't understand in life, and we, we, uh, we shift and we're flexible if we're, you know, fortunate enough or have the ability to be flexible. So, for somebody that is just like squashing somebody else's desire to do things differently is. Uh, I mean, not happy. I mean, it's oh, not yeah, even no. not happy, but like, I don't know. I'm not saying anything that you don't already know or whatever, but just like seeing your mom. I would like to envision her and other people um, who seemingly don't have the ability to invite growth into their lives. I'm beginning this personal practice like in the last year really of instead of having anger towards those people, which is a lot easier if they're not like, you know, intimately tied into your upbringing Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But to envision them as opening up and envisioning them as saying kind things to themselves and just really like envisioning that releasing of fear, like opening up to growth and opportunity And I feel like that does have an impact on, definitely on me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If I can, instead of Mm -hmm. harbor anger, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. for years, like I walked around just being angry at people who weren't open-minded people, Mm -hmm. like people who put down other people, like people who have racist ideas and practices and... Or, whatever, any kind of discrimination, like I would just be angry and be like, screw them. Like, they suck. They're horrible people. Mm -hmm. I hate those people. And every time I think that way or speak that way, like, I feel it. I feel like a shrinkage in my openness and my Mm -hmm. love towards myself because we've all and will all do things that aren't the most enlightened things Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the world. And there's other civilizations out there i am sure that are looking at us and are like i mean probably have a lot kinder things to say and think about us than we than we have about ourselves at this point in time mm. but like we're a long way and we will never be perfect and totally evolved and enlightened so really goes back to
1: allowing to allow 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 you know even if it's even if it's allowing an asshole to be an asshole, and just like understanding, accepting that that's where they are in their process, and that our resistance to that is going to slow their progress in shifting that perspective. I don't know what Bashar would say about birthdays. Wow! <laughs> I
0: was hoping you would try to do <laughs> Bashar. I think that. <laughs> Bashar would leave. <laughs> Which <laughs> version towards, of Bashar?
1: Go to your excitement. Go to whatever it excites you, and it does. It, it, and that's what I can I can recall past experiences, and even like little shutdowns that I've had here today. Like it's not fucking over. I can recall like when when someone has said happy birthday, or like the Facebook thing, you know, like. Every motherfucker that I don't know is writing happy birthday <laughs> on my Facebook page, you know? And, like, a part of me is like, oh, God, here comes all the people that don't ever talk to me wishing me happy birthday, right? <clears throat> but that's just another little form of resistance. And just allow it, allow it. There's Like, it feels good to tell somebody happy birthday. It feels good to tell somebody they're doing a good job, you know? So just want to continue to allow. And when I experience that resistance to just kind of soften into it, recognize that it's there soften into it and continue moving forward. Say thank you. Actually, remember, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was born 44 years ago today. And uh hopefully am, you know, just at 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 most or at least halfway through my uh stay here on planet Earth.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting the timing in which we Come in to this, these bodies and these lives, and I, like I wonder if I mean just like energetically, I think it's interesting just from that perspective of just energy, like moving towards what it prefers, mm-hmm. and how we all we come in at different times of the year <laughs> and the day. And nine, nine is the highest
1: spiritual number
0: I'm a 9 9 baby I mean like
1: I'm a, I am a powerful person I have not, yeah. I have not given myself credit like you know just like some like these things that I have created or that we have co-created that have been co-created through others but you know they have initially come through through me um they're they're big deal it's big deal and it's stuff that I I haven't even really like I haven't even put a whole lot of like oomph into it it's just like we're gonna do this thing and then we go do this thing and it turns into something that has a pretty massive impact i mean like so anyway I just and wanna... you came
0: in like a couple hours after sunrise huh came in a couple hours after sunrise right i don't know breakfast time <laughs> right around breakfast time didn't you
1: i don't know but were what's you... they got to do with anything
0: just like when you you know decided to come into this world
1: i don't know i thought it I was think like, it's i thought yeah. it was like two or three in the morning but i don't i don't know
0: no i'm pretty sure it was like 8 50 something
1: oh at nine born at nine how do you know yeah
0: eight fifty two a.m
1: how do you know why didn't you look at your phone do you have this
0: i have it saved
1: oh cool in my calendar rounded up to nine i was born at nine on nine nine yeah sweet
0: yeah, maybe they even got the time wrong and you were actually <laughs> born at nine, right at nine.
1: Yeah, we'll just, uh, I mean, that's close enough for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, somewhere else it was nine something. something but yeah. anyway.
1: So I guess what I would like to be able to have, a, maybe wrap this topic up on, give me something to think about going forward, is how how can I embrace this you know, bigness of myself without becoming egotistical about it or becoming like that's that's always as you know and if we talk about this next episode like that's one of the my greatest struggles with my personality has been the awareness that of how big my energy is how big of a presence i have and how i feel like i overwhelm the space that I'm in, or that I can very easily overwhelm the space that I'm in, and I don't know if maybe you have thoughts on that. And I know that there are other people like this. I talk to them all the time. You know how to celebrate yourself, how to live in your fullness without encroaching on others. And am I am I overthinking it, or what? What do you? How do you understand this topic?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I get where you're coming from and I would say that what comes to me is that if you're inviting, like invite others in as you do like all the time is inviting others in to celebrate with you is a mutual like exchange. It's like a, it's benefiting everybody. It's not just benefiting you. I think it seems like from my understanding, from what you just Mm. said is that like this, this visual comes to my mind of like, it being mm. all about you and everybody mm. just put, give me all of your energy and like, attention. give it all to me. The attention I don't factor. want any for you. It's all mine. Like, it just, just not that you think that right, way right. about in your day to day, but that you're afraid that it could turn into that. and Or come across that way. Which like, yes, which I totally get that. And I think probably everybody, the majority of us, um, have that when it comes to something in our lives even when it comes down to being complimented it's like a cultural thing in so many places in most places to get complimented and say oh but you know and like downgrade but something's wrong here to oh. like keep from being from like being bright and powerful out of a fear mm-hmm. that I'm gonna overtake others or it's gonna this person is going to be uncomfortable and I don't wanna be the reason for that and I think I know that we can shine bright and be powerful and simultaneously invite others to be bright and powerful there is there are different ways to like there's the difference between power and force Mm -hmm. right and What you just described is I think how a lot of people think it has to be to step into our power is being forceful about it when Mm -hmm. it's that's not power. Mm -hmm. Like power is really like inviting others Mm -hmm. to step up as well. That's how we are really powerful as individuals and a collective.
1: Yeah, so this has me feeling the difference between ultimately giving and taking so the challenge has been when I if I if I turn it up I am concerned that when I'm when I'm being overly self-aware I'm concerned that I am taking the energy taking the attention you know we've all encountered those people who kind of suck the air out of the room. Like it's all they just talk. It's all about them. It's like da da da, you know. But then we also, if you can envision the person who, when they come into the room, lights the room up. They give out the energy, right? And that's where that's what I that's what I do. I know. And where I think maybe the 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 key point of awareness comes in is that if if i go into an environment and i'm turned up anyone who is afraid of that or critical of that or condemnatory of that that's their own fear and i have had at times either because i didn't want to ignite that fear in others or uh, because I was afraid of the judgment of others. You know, that's the big thing that I experienced so much growing up is that I would I, I would forget where I was, and I'd let it all out. I'd open up, and I'd be, you know, Big Eric, and there would be people who um, condemned it, and then I would feel shame, and then I would feel like I have— overstepped a boundary here. I have but what it really does is confronts other people with their own insecurity and their own lack of self confidence. And then they turn that into a criticism in the hopes. And it's been often effective in in stealing some kind of shame in me so that I'll shut down, go in a corner, pretend like I'm quiet, so that then they can feel comfortable being where they are. Comes back to the same Concept of how do we help somebody love themselves? How do I help somebody be confident? It's not by lacking my own confidence. It's not by being ashamed of my own self. And Mm -hmm. we can't bring everybody up to speed immediately. It's obviously a process for all of us. And so being conscious of that and knowing that As long as I'm being my authentic self, I'm really being true to myself, I'm not putting on a show, trying to be somebody that I'm not, Then I'm actually, even if it's a decade from now, I'm helping them. And I can look back at people a decade ago who exemplified that for me. Ron Whitehead, Mm -hmm. still out there. The guy's still out there rocking it. He's 70-something years old. Got crazy bearded, dreaded poet. And... He was. He is one of those individuals that, for me, God bless you, Ron Whitehead. That looking back, I remember when I was at uh, St. Catherine College. He came there and gave a talk, and you know this was a very small two-year Catholic college, and it was very easy to stand out. And I, in in the entire student body there, I was the weird one period. I was I was the one that stood out the most. And I would venture to say that 20, more than 20 years ago, if I'm 44 now, I was 17, 18 then, that, you know, whatever, 25, whatever years ago it was, that the encounter that I had with that man then, if I can touch back on the way that he helped me feel, like the confidence that he gave me God, it, it's incredible. Wow, the power of that individual and just being his authentic self right now brings me to tears. It helps me do the same for myself. And that's what I want to do for others, man. Like this world has just, because of fear, because of insecurity, has tried to kind of, not kind of, has tried to directly cut off the light from so many, and that's my like my dad. I know that you know he had told me when he was young that he wanted to be an artist, and his dad told him that he could never be an artist. It was girls drew that was a sissy thing to do, and and he stopped drawing. He stopped. He and he was a, an incredible artist, man. And it's just like there's been so many incredible people that because of whatever religious political social ideology have have snuffed out their light so thank you Ron Whitehead thank you everybody really we're all just kind of bringing everybody forward Um, but my Mm -hmm. gosh yeah that's that's a powerful powerful memory that's what I want to bring to the world fuck
0: wow that's incredible yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, I just, like, I come back to our kids so often and just, like, I don't know, even, like, the simplest, like, the simplest interactions, like, going to the grocery and, like, passing someone about the impact that we all have on each other as we pass each other, even, like, in cars, you know, like, Singing and like having fun in a car Mm -hmm. is like when I see somebody doing that, I just immediately like a whole energetic Mm -hmm. change happens within Mm me if I'm not already doing the same thing. But just like even still, like if I'm dancing and singing in a car and Mm -hmm. having fun, I see somebody else. I'm like, heck yeah. And it's this like uniting force that just can totally shift the direction of my day. Uh, When I see it, not even knowing the person or speaking with them, but feeling that energy come from there. It's just seeing a, like, just like a smile, like, not like some crazy, like, yeah, like (laughs) goofy smile, like, life is amazing. But just like, you know, just like a simple, like, sense of happiness from someone goes the longest Way in empowering me to also,
1: I mean, we smile. It's it's seeing, it's the God in us recognizing the God self in others. You know, right? I, that happened. I didn't tell you about that the other night. Coming home from that um, ceremony, it was a long drive. Had to go all these crazy ways to, to try to get away from traffic and everything. And I was turning down the road and just like I kept. Reminding myself, despite the traffic being what it was, like, it's all good. It's all working out. I was so ready to get home to you and the kids, but I was like, it's all good. It's all working out. Everything is—and I looked behind me, and there was two women in the car behind me who were just bopping and a singing, and I was just like, yeah, that felt so good. Mm-hmm. It felt so good. Nice. Well, and I think that's kind of the big takeaway here. That's the big lesson is, is that we all have the power to impact others, Negative or positively, and if we can tap in to recognizing that singular source of life and creation that is the spark within us, we recognize that, and we can recognize that in others. Help them recognize it in themselves, and just watch it, just like you light candles. You know, one candle lighting another. So. Uh maybe it's my responsibility to celebrate my birthday
0: mm, yeah if you want it to be
1: <laughs> I mean is it you know is it once you reach a certain level of awareness you know certain things doesn't uh-huh. it become a responsibility to share that knowledge
0: uh yeah maybe I'd like reframe it a little bit um <laughs> responsibility like i've got a responsibility to be happy (laughs) like uh, not succeeding on that one (laughs) what's wrong
1: with responsibility it doesn't mean you're always going to fulfill it every moment but
0: i guess it's more like i like the idea of maybe having like it's like an honor it's like a it's like Mm -hmm. a Special opportunity to do it. Like, I don't know, responsibility. It's just like so Catholic. <laughs> the way you said it. <laughs> don't we have the responsibility?
1: <laughs> I said it I said, Don't once we get to a certain level of awareness, don't we have the responsibility to share that? Oh God, I'm what the fuck is going on here? Do not cut this shit out, Connor. You have a responsibility to share your uh, goofiness with the world.
0: I think it's just the next, it's the next logical step. It's just like
1: the next logical step. Oh, that sounds better. The next logical step.
0: uh, Responsibility. If I use my reasoning and
1: my rationale, then the next thing I should do is share my joy. Like it's wrong having a All right, let's <laughs> have
0: a poll in the comments section everyone <laughs> listening how would you frame that <laughs> do you have the responsibility now that you know about the joyful obligation <laughs> Oh, the joyful opportunity. opportunity you don't really have the opportunity if you don't know Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think responsibility is a fucking good word myself.
1: Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having, I have a responsibility to my children. I have a responsibility. Once I, you know, popped out some kids and I got a responsibility to take care of them, once I have given birth to this new consciousness within myself then I have a responsibility to help, share that with others and I don't, I don't, whatever. Yeah. We can get all wrapped up in the semantics of it if you want to, but. But you know.
0: there's, there's a lot wrapped up in a word. And I think if we frame like, yes, this is, this is kind of, it's out there. I know that like clearly all the time One I'm of the things saying, I love about I'm God's... talking about my responsibilities and blah, blah, blah. But since we have this Joyful opportunity to (laughs) talk these things out right here in this podcast. I am posing the question around, like, would it be beneficial to reframe that in all many aspects of our life? Like, yes, we have, like, a. if you're speaking in terms of, like, law enforcement and governing people, like, you have a responsibility to take care of your kids. Okay, got it man the man whatever but like in my own life it's more of like a really special opportunity so
1: do you think just quit, I'm happy to you know you know explore the boundaries of my catholic influence that <laughs> may have gone still no disrespect to catholics if i attain a certain level of awareness of how to spread joy and how to help, help others feel empowered and confident and love themselves is the awareness within me going to be cheering me on if I choose to keep that to myself and to not share that. If I decide, no. okay, all right, I've learned the lesson. Here's how. I help others love themselves is by loving myself more fully, and then I to decide that okay, but I ain't gonna tell nobody. I'm just gonna keep that here. I'm not I'm, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: that. It it does seem like a responsibility, like that's. But what that's is does response
0: doesn't responsibility mean? Like duty and obligation type of thing. Like you're. I it, mean, there's some if, punitive if, measure if, taken if
1: if the if the psychic was right and this. Is my last incarnation, and I'm, <laughs> and I am a bodhisattva. Uh-huh. Right? Then it's my fucking responsibility and duty to help bring others to enlightenment. Or what? Or what? What?
0: Or what happens? I guess then, I'm not
1: enlightened. I don't then know. you don't.
0: Then you keep getting reincarnated.
1: No. Well, I mean, I mean, that's realm. the that's the whole like. I mean, just for what it's worth, I would choose to always be incarnated. Like, I want to, I don't, I don't, and that's where maybe this is coming from. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the concept of uh, a bodhisattva is that is a someone who has, is a, a soul that has achieved enlightenment, but instead of going to nirvana, decides to come back until everyone has reached enlightenment because you want to help bring everyone In, and that's kind of how i feel that's what i would prefer like i wouldn't i don't want to come to some heightened level of awareness and be like all right peace out y'all figured out on your own i want to be like hey i figured it out let's have fun this is how we do it let's have fun that's what i'm
0: saying well
1: that's fucking responsibility
0: that is not bodhisattva of you not that's what this said. that's what I just
1: said I mean go ahead enlighten me in the comments or wherever y'all if you want to but that's the thing it's like it is like I'm gonna keep coming back out of a love for my fellow souls I'm gonna keep coming back until we all reach the enlightenment and maybe so, so go ahead
0: That sounds like a really awesome special opportunity. (laughs) Because listen, you can say things one way. You have, say, two seconds to frame something to someone. You can say it this way or you can say it that way. And whichever way you're focusing on You are giving the energy out of that way. Mm -hmm. So, do you wanna focus on the shiny parts of it? Do you wanna focus on, or the, do you wanna focus on like the empowering parts of it? Or do you wanna focus on the heavy parts of it? Good question. Or do you wanna focus in between? Yeah. Because when you say responsibility to someone, I would be willing to bet a sum of money, that majority, which, you know, I got a lot, uh, (laughs) it's in the vortex, um, (laughs) is that most people go like responsibility has been so laden with like, like heaviness and, you know baggage to mm-hmm, carry mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. oh you've got a responsibility like it was given to you and now you carry it and now you deal with it like to me that's how i feel about responsibility often not always but it's often something that it just feels like a burden i feel like to a lot of people so yeah, well, if it can be reframed
1: it can be a joyful responsibility it doesn't have to be a responsibility that's like
0: there we go. I like that. I mean, there's a good in between.
1: I, I have a responsibility like at, with the level of experience that I have with psilocybin. Then I have a responsibility. If I go take mushrooms with, with people, then I have a responsibility to be the most experienced person there, to be the, the most supportive person there. But it doesn't have to be a dour obligation, it can be a joy. And that's how I, I do see it that's how i more often and continue to try to see like even our children you know like we have a responsibility to our children we can either frame it as a an obligation or a chore or we can frame it as you know an opportunity to have a joy to to joyfully contribute or to joyfully engage with our responsibility. So maybe it just needs an adjective or an adverb.
0: Or a whole new word creative.
1: Or a whole new Joyability. Word joy. I have a joyability. <laughs> Response to joy. Anyway, all, all right. right. I think we pushed this Comment conversation. Comment
0: below. Comment below. <laughs> Let us know. What do you think here? If you made it all the way to the end, you get a special prize, which is Comment and let us know.
1: <laughs> our deep appreciation.
0: <laughs> and you'll get a thumbs up
1: <laughs> by us. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Yes, uh, thank you. It's nice to for us to have a little conversation. It's been good taking breaks, interviewing folks, but mm-hmm. I really enjoy when we get to kind of hash out some of our ideas together. Me too.
0: I love it. See you on the next one.
1: All right.